community. I'm your host, Georgia Dostal, and welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. Join me on this journey where we explore mindset, self-development, the transformative power of movement. We delve into nutrition, small business insights, goal setting, and of course, the profound impact of ballet, all while seeking that crucial balance within this beautiful art form we all love so much. In each episode, you'll get an exclusive peek behind the curtains of my life, managing two thriving businesses, GC Dance for School Age Students and Balanced Ballerinas catering to the adult ballet community. Tune in as I bring you conversations with incredible guests, aiming to inspire you to find that delicate balance between grit and grace, embracing the absolute enchantment that a regular ballet practice can bring to our daily lives. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, offering in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. I want you to check out the show notes for links to join our fantastic community or visit balancedballerinas.com for further information. So today we have a beautiful interview with one of my in-person and online students. I love when these two worlds collide and my students can practice in the studio and then again by themselves at home through the online platform. So today you're going to meet Andy. Andy was born and raised in Mexico. She started dancing at the age of three and throughout her dance journey, Andy studied the RAD, Cuban and Chiquetti syllabi. With the exception of a few breaks during her teenage years and then as an adult, Andy has been a recreational ballerina her whole life. And one of the biggest highlights in her life was the few weeks she spent in the National Cuban Ballet School, where she got to experience the joy of full-time training and made some beautiful ballet friends for life. Andy has lived in seven different cities across Mexico, Canada, America, and Australia. And throughout so much change, ballet has really been her one constant and finding the right studio has really helped her feel at home. I love this so much. (laughs) While ballet has made mostly a positive impact in Andy's life, she's also experienced, as you'll hear, anxiety in the studio and low self-esteem from a really young age. And she's still working on feeling comfortable in her own body and skills really challenging herself and focusing on the joy that ballet brings into her day-to-day. So today she lives on the Gold Coast with her husband and three kids. Andy works as a recruitment consultant in a disability services organization and she joined the BB community in February 2022. She's also, as I said, completed one of my online courses. She did the 12-week adult ballet course. I'm so proud of her. She absolutely killed it. And fun fact, her daughter is also a ballet student at GC Dance. So I love when this happens, when we have mothers and daughters dancing under the same roof. It's just always been a dream of mine to be able to facilitate this. So love that about Andy. And I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. I know the BB community love when I talk to real life recreational ballerinas within this beautiful space. So sit back with a cup of tea or enjoy your car ride wherever you're listening from. You're going to love this. Andy Yanez is an absolute treat. Hi Andy, welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. So Hi. so nice to have you here and not in the studio because you're always, I always see you in the studio. Thank you for having me. We're still in the studio. We are, but we're in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we're having this uh, interview today is because when I sort of reached out to everyone and said, give me some podcast suggestions, you know, I'm, I'm fresh out of ideas. And you wrote back this beautiful list of suggestions and I thought, 
you're an in-person student. You're one of my online students too, which I love that. Why don't we interview you? (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it. I would love to know what's your relationship with ballet to date? Yeah, so I started dancing when I was three. Mom wanted me to do flamenco. It never happened. Oh, I remember this. Uh, you told me, yeah. Yeah, so she took me to this uh, flamenco studio. They had an introduction to dancing and it had a ballet component to it. And I just chose ballet. And that was it. So I started dancing as a kid, did it for many years, um, did like Cuban style and then rad as well. Had a bit of a break. And then since then, it's been a little bit of on and off. Took a a couple of breaks, but I recently joined Balance Ballerinas. It's been like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And yeah, just finally feel at home, if that makes sense. So I think it makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really, it's been part of my life. I think ballet is. I always talk about ballet as my first love and it's it's been a real uh, a real part of my life everywhere I go I've moved around there's ballet friends ballet so there's all these moments in my life that relate back to it Mm. um so yeah in in Mexico is it really standard for little girls to go off and do flamenco maybe little boys too no (laughs) it actually it's not uh i do have a couple of friends who still dance today but it's not i think it was just my mom she likes she likes art in all forms and was she she disappointed (laughs) i don't think she was probably at the beginning um but she loves that I do ballet mm. and she was always very supportive. She took me to, to the theater from a very young age and I was that child with a grown up at eight o'clock uh, session. Yeah. And um, she would play videos at home and I was the girl dancing in front of the TV and she loved that. She still does. When she comes to Australia, she's always, can I please have a, have a quick look? Can I, can I stay in your class? And I'm like, no, no. If you want to join, you can join. I love that. I love that because we get that all the time, as you know. Um, And it's really nice, actually, that a lot of my in-person students, their mums love, 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 love that they still do ballet classes. It's like this dream, you know, like, that. oh, my little girl still does ballet. Because no matter how old we get, we're still our mum's little girls. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But they always say, you know, I always get inquiries about, oh, can she just come and watch? And it's like, well, not really. Because if I say that this person's mum can come and watch, then all of a sudden you've got everyone watching. And and it's such a sacred space. I like to keep it really private, you know, because people don't necessarily like people watching. But you gave her the perfect answer. If you want to come watch, you have to join in. Yeah, I saw there was a couple of weeks ago, a mum and her dad in a beginner's class it made me feel well so incredibly jealous (laughs) in a good way yeah I was looking at them like I want I need to do this with mom one day next time she's here I don't know how that's gonna go where does she live in Mexico she's in Mexico and uh, but when she comes she comes for a good three six months so I'm like I've got plans for next time you've got time (laughs) to get her in yeah beautiful now I wanted you to initially you know share what initially drew you to ballet back to ballet I guess as an adult yeah so I wouldn't say it it was like back to ballet it was more because I never actually stopped dancing Mm. it was more 
I could never find the right place. So my biggest gap was like between 2018, 2022. That yeah. was my biggest gap. But in, in between, I would go to a studio for like two or three weeks and then it wouldn't work out for me. Oh. So I'm curious why it didn't work out. Like what, um, what are red flags for you or what doesn't feel right? One of the things that's, um, so for example, I started going to these classes for adults, but it was at a community center. The teacher was lovely and she was doing really well, trying her best, but it was tiled floor Uh doing like Grand Allegro, people of all different levels doing like an advanced class. And we didn't have a bar, we were using chairs, which is fine. Yeah, you do what you can, you know, yeah, you do what you need to do. But, but it's safety, that's mm. always a red flag for me. And I always had like sore knees and cancelling classes. That's another big red flag for me. Yeah. And I have that a lot, even in America, where I would drive a very long time across the bay. I lived in San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, only to get there to see a sign. Sorry, cl- there's no class today. Oh, that annoys me <laughs> so much. And like, I think that's a huge thing in adult ballet world where a lot of teachers will will be really, I don't want to say not committed, but their adult ballet class sort of falls to the wayside compared to their school age student classes. And they sort of just cancel it if they feel like it. And adults love and crave that consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, that would drive me ballistic driving that far and then having a class cancelled. I think I've cancelled on you once (laughs) and it was literally a few weeks ago when dad had his car accident. Oh my gosh. But anyway, everyone knows here at the studio that if I cancel, something drastic has happened. I think I've cancelled three times in 10 years. (laughs) And I was sure that day I was like, surely it's been a mistake. Yeah, because I never do. Like, no, there's, yes, something has to be very wrong for Georgia to cancel a class. Yeah, and my dad driving okay. through a brick wall. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, that was definitely <laughs> good enough excuse. Good excuse. Excellent. Um, but actually, you know what I love? What did you guys all do instead uh, when you showed up? To, we went to Centuro. Yeah. We had a hot chocolate and churros. So I love that. So I know <laughs> that like at the last minute I had to cancel this particular class and you all went and had hot chocolates together. Yeah. I love that. But that just shows the sense of community that I just thrive off here. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were already here. It's um, the best next thing. Yeah, <laughs> chocolates, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's just going back to adult classes. I think um, the the third thing that is always a red flag to me is community. Just when you don't feel like people are supportive or. Mm encouraging and welcoming yeah. that's i i've always been a very anxious person i've got social anxiety um so when i walk into a room and no one says hi not even the teacher that's yeah oh, i struggle See, I, it's so interesting because i would never picture you as having oh social anxiety <laughs> no seriously like i don't look at you and yeah. see that so you must hide it very well well it's work in progress i guess or be very yeah. comfortable here either or a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I work. I work towards you know just making my myself get myself out of my comfort zone and talk to people. But also, it's a very welcoming community. I think after one or two classes at the old studio, I I told you you've done something really cool here. You did, yeah. And I think it was a beginners class, and there was a mix of 
ages and uh, backgrounds and female, male, all, the, all these different dancers and everyone looked amazing. You know how sometimes you go to a beginner's class and people don't really know what to do, what they're doing. Mm. But here, at every, everyone was at a different level, but people were moving towards the same direction, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I was actually really impressed to see everyone's, you know, it's all in the detail to me. Like, I don't have a great technique. That's okay. Yes, you but do. I like, <laughs> but what I mean is I like, uh, I like pretty. I like arms. I like uh, epilma. I, I like all that. But sometimes in a beginner class, you don't learn. People normally teach steps, yeah. then the pretty stuff. And when I came out of that class, I was like, it's really, really impressive. Because oh, everyone looked amazing. Yeah. Nice. And uh, like, I, I love these conversations because it always, you know, shows me from a completely different perspective. Like I don't, I don't know any other way of teaching. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, I wanted you to sort of talk about how you balance the discipline of ballet with the joy of expressing yourself through dance. Like you've talked to me before about how, you know, it's a way for you to express happiness in the studio. You're really happy. Mm. I can tell when you're dancing, you're very joyful to watch. <laughs> um, but how do you as an adult, because I know a lot of adults find this difficult, how do you balance that with the discipline of it and I guess sort of being hard on yourself? I don't know if this is the right, right answer. There's no, there's no <laughs> right or wrong answer. I... Um, so f- to me, dance is so the, the joy. That's what makes me happy about dancing. And discipline is part of it. And it has certainly made my life so much easier and better in all different aspects from school and work. I always like to bring up that I'm a dancer at interviews, job interviews, because I then get to talk about, you know, discipline and persistency. And, and all people that. love it. Well, I don't know if they love it, but it's worked for me. It's on my resume. I talk about it. But I love the center work. Mm. Bar to me, I know I know you love bar and I yeah. love, now you love your exams. To me, it's the, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I like the stage. I yeah. like center. Bar is what I need to do to get better at everything else. Um, it's not a chore, but it's... Um, what I do so then I get to express myself yeah. and I think through these last years especially through the 12 weeks I've developed more love for the bar and yeah. there's a lot I can do and express and pour the brass are my favorite yeah. uh, so it could be just like I'm just stretching but I'm not I'm also dancing yeah because you can still be expressive and joyful and show artistry at the bar yeah. like I love that and I didn't understand that as a child I was I've flipped so as a child I loved the center and and all of that but then as an adult I much prefer bar that conditioning yeah. it's kind of like eating your vegetables do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you feel really good. It's like, okay, I've done done my good deed for the day. I've done my bar. Do you bring know what I mean? Cake. <laughs> yes, now bring me the cake and the chocolate. Yeah. Which for me is Grand Allegro in the center. <laughs> but So I think it's if I found that balance of I work hard. Yeah. I follow all my steps. I learn my technique, develop my discipline, and then I get to put my own flavor to it. Love it. And um yeah, just, just, uh, and you don't 
have time to think about anything else. Mm. Uh, I love those classes where we've had guest teachers as well. Um, last year, I think it was Rani. Yeah. Just learning repertoire, just getting lost on that. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, we we're very far from hitting the right don't cue technique, but it wasn't about that. It was about, you know, feeling yeah. Tree. <laughs> yeah, feeling like key tree for an hour. Yeah, and that's what I love. That's what makes me happy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, just on that note, sometimes I think, especially with adults, they may look at maybe video footage from, say, a masterclass with Rani doing Don Q, and they want to do just that. Like, say, they're beginner, beginner to ballet. They're like, I want to do that. But you actually have to do the bar and all the work beforehand to be able to feel the freedom to actually enjoy that experience. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, for me, it is about enjoying what I'm doing. Mm. I am, it's in my nature to be criticizing every single thing I do. Yeah. And just today I've talked about poor technique like three times. I know. And I keep Um, bringing you up on it. (laughs) But I know I keep bringing it up, but at the same time, I don't really care. That's so it's good. It's not my goal. I've never thought of being perfect or trying. I've never tried to be a professional ballerina. Or it was always about enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, and and that's it. And growing up, I went through. I had really good teachers. I had questionable teachers some <laughs> methods of teaching questionable um, is a very polite way to put it andy love yeah, it yeah I, I need to be very polite about it. <laughs> no it's just you know sometimes um i what i see now or at least i hope it's a lot more positive than yeah. how my kids would say in the olden days the 80s 90s uh, <laughs> and um i had really good teachers as well i remember all of them yeah um good things, bad things. But I think it's all about keeping it positive. Yeah. I was going to ask you on that note of keeping positive. What um, what were some standout characteristics of teachers that you just loved growing up? I had a, uh, one of my teachers, She's uh, she was like the creative teacher. Mm. This was at my studio, the Ballet Camara Jalisco, their Cuban style. And there were two teachers. One of them was the technique discipline yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um i love her too but the other one she was the artistic one and this is again 90s early 2000s but she would smoke in class oh my god yes i remember having to open the little window and um, oh my god could you imagine if i walked around (laughs) class smoking i mean it's so funny because like we're not that old like it wasn't that long ago I even had a teacher, actually, it was the artistic director of the company that used to take our junior classes occasionally, walking around with a glass of red wine. (laughs) See, that I approve. (laughs) Look, (laughs) might do that on Thursday at the Christmas party. Yeah, but... But this particular teacher, she, yeah, I mean, besides... Besides the, the smoking. The smoking. But when I say, when I think of her, I think of her holding this, uh, her cigarette. Yeah. And she would close her eyes. And just kind of move her head like I, she was dancing in her mind. Yeah. And then she would tell us what to do. She was choreographing. And she would just walk around the room and just choreograph with her cigarette in her hand. With the smoke wafting behind her. And she <laughs> did not care about technique. Yeah. Um, she was 
making us dancers. That's what she kept mm. saying. And obviously she had the luxury because she had the other teacher who would yes. you know, perfection us. Yeah. Um, but for her, it was all about, you know, being an artist. Super interesting. And As a like, teacher, I listen to that and I'm like, I'm constantly trying to strike that balance between technique and now dance just enjoy and getting that artistry out of a student yeah super interesting one of the things that i really value about you and your style is the way you correct the corrections you make in class and how they're very public they're not targeted normally they're just like for everyone and that's a very healthy (laughs) way that's a very healthy way because first of all i hear a correction and i just assume it's for me because at a degree, it's for everyone. Yes. Um, I don't know who you're talking to or about, but you know, if it's about you know stretch your knee, we can all stretch our knees yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So I always go like, oh, it's like a good um, reminder. Reminder. Uh, I also don't go well with I've, going back to red flags. Teachers that just throw you like a cluster of corrections in one exercise. I just cannot deal with that because I can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And that's something that I really like from your classes where I get to work on one thing. And that one correction that you gave me, it, it could last me like three weeks yeah. um, until I get the next one. <laughs> but it's, it's just really easy to work on one thing instead of just being hit. And as a child, I remember that just being you know, one after the other, one after the other, after the other. And then you don't really get to to focus on on more than one or two a class. At least I don't. Yeah, I love that you said a cluster, (laughs) like a cluster of corrections. I agree. Like it doesn't feel productive to me because there's enough to think about with the musicality, the moving of the body, the complicated, you know, sometimes not so complicated Mm -hmm. combination we're doing. You really only have time to focus on one or two corrections mm-hmm. so thank you I do I do yeah. think and I put a lot of thought into how I do that so it's really nice when I get feedback that it's noticed because yeah. <laughs> sometimes I do think should I be giving more I guess like how you just said targeted sort of corrections but then I feel like oftentimes especially in this incredibly sensitive world we live in they don't land very well and mm-hmm. I've done a whole podcast episode on this before as you know about corrections in class but yeah, it's just um, it's interesting because a lot of people can feel picked on. Um, yep. And I guess just through the community that I've built online, I sometimes get lots of DMs from adult ballerinas saying, I feel like I'm being picked on in class. My teacher said this, this and this. And I'll reply back being like, it actually sounds like they're just trying to give you some corrections to help you get better. Yeah. <laughs> You're not being picked on. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a tricky one. It's a, it's a fine balance. But it's, um, it's tricky as well because let's, if it's me, someone could be triggering a lot of things from my childhood. Yeah. Like I had teachers who would like actually say, hey, everyone, come have a look. Let's see what she's doing wrong. Yeah. Like I've got all that trauma that sometimes when, when you get targeted feedback, it's like, ooh. Yeah, it's a very mm. old school way of teaching. Yeah. Um, I know that even this year we had one instance at the studio where a guest teacher uh, did that and I sort of perked my ears up and I was like, oh, we don't do that here (laughs) because it's a very old-fashioned way of teaching being like, hey, everyone, look at this student. 
she's doing it wrong. Um, how do we fix this? <laughs> um, personally, um, you've probably noticed I will be the demonstrator of the poor technique. Yes. So I will go, this is what I don't want to see and I will demonstrate it poorly and this is what I do want to see and then instantly demonstrate it correctly. I feel like that's a little bit softer approach mm-hmm. uh, while still getting across what you don't want it to look like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just giving us those tips and just I've been here, what, not even two years and yeah. I've had so many, oh, my God, moments oh, that's of so um, things as simple as my first position. You know, I was always forcing it out. Mm. Open, 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 open. And you're thinking about, you know, that's not my natural first position. And I think it was probably first class or second class when you're just like, pop, open to first position so simple yeah but my knees feel better and had a moment the other day when you corrected my first position and my arms my palms were always facing down and you just kind of move them a little bit up and I'm like is that supposed to be like that all these years I've been just with dead (laughs) hands in my first position and it's the little things that make the difference and that feedback I appreciate Oh. It's when you're like, go to the corner. You're not allowed to, to be in this side of the bar <laughs> that I just cannot deal with. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I've, I've been in a class or two before as a young child where, you know, you, you feel very um, pinpointed and very excluded from the rest of the class for whatever reason. Yeah. It's not a nice feeling. And I found that really interesting you saying, that that some corrections as an adult can feel triggering due to past childhood I guess trauma in the studio because um because yeah that's that's really important that if someone's brave enough to step back into the studio as an adult that they're in a really comfortable environment but speaking of if you were to give advice to a beginner or someone especially in in being in your position, if someone is thinking about rekindling their love of ballet and stepping back in the studio, what would be your best piece of advice? Be kind to yourself. Mm. Uh, Because we are so hard on ourselves. Another one is no one's watching. I think that's one of the things that a lot of dancers, when we step into the studio, we feel like everyone's watching us dance. No one cares. No one cares. I mean, in a a good way. Everyone's, you know, doing their thing. No one's watching you corner. No one's watching you in the corner. And if they are, it's because you're amazing. Mm. Um, Or because you're wearing something amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, you're wearing something beautiful. And they're like, where can I get that leotard from? (laughs) (laughs) But no one's really judging. Mm. And, And just baby steps. Baby steps. You know, we all have this ballerina image of ourselves in our in our mind. It takes time and work. So just, yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy too to get caught up in watching students who've been doing these classes for years and years and years and they look so they look so comfortable and I think people would be surprised to know that they still have insecurities going on as Aww. they're dancing. And you sometimes, I can see it on beginners' faces, they feel like they're the only ones in the room that are getting it wrong and I'm like no 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 everyone's here to learn it's like a safe space to make mistakes um but I love that just be kind to yourself nice and simple and 
yeah I see you being kind to yourself in class and I'm very proud when you do that <laughs> like it's I notice it I notice these things like people don't even need to say it I can see it on your body in your eyes the way that you the way that you're dancing do you know what I mean and so it makes me proud when I watch you being <laughs> kind to yourself um I wanted to ask what ways has ballet influenced your mindset and overall well-being you've spoken a little bit about anxiety in the studio how is that sort of um developed so i feel like there are two different questions yeah i know (laughs) i I, I kind of direction and then i kind of gave you two questions unintentionally let's start with how ballet has influenced your mindset and overall well-being yeah i think from a very early age it's had a very positive impact it's helped me be a lot more independent it's one of the things um persistent just you know knowing that things pretty much depend on the work I put into yeah um I can I yeah it's my decisions on what I do and the work that I put into that will give me the results Mm. um that's been something that has helped me at work so much so many times that I'm like I could easily give up on this but it's in my nature not to just keep going and trying different ways. And one of the things about ballet that I take to my life, we know what's right. We know what the positions should look like. We know how things should feel like. And then it doesn't matter if we're doing something in a different way, we know how to adjust mm. and try to you know, move closer towards what, what we're meant to be doing. Um, love that explanation <laughs> and um, it's it's just very interesting how I love talking about me as a ballerina <laughs> and bringing all this up of you know I don't know for me it's never been an option to for example give up on something mm. it's um, do you think ballet has made you that way or do you think as a child you were already a little bit like that I always find that interesting. The chicken or the egg? I'm not sure, actually. I, I, I always thought it was ballet. But now that I have my daughter, she's exactly like me in that sense. Yeah. We're very different in everything else. But she's very persistent. And um, she tries and tries again and tries again. So I'm thinking maybe it's a little bit in my nature as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess in... in I always growing up had also external pressures from like teachers and family and you know a lot going on at home that made me grow very quickly so I just had to be organized and disciplined and do my own thing and there wasn't mom was always around and she's always been amazing and helpful and supportive but it was pretty much me and that's what I wanted to do I wanted to dance and I wanted to work at when I was in high school so I did that and it was just yeah I I could see the discipline that I couldn't see in other friends that were my age outside of ballet Mm. um ballet kept me out of trouble (laughs) I always talk about that I always say that to our parents here I'm like keep them in ballet as long as possible you know when they start getting to 10 11 and 12 and they want to I'm going to put some air quotes here study more (laughs) they're not they're just gonna get up to trouble (laughs) oh my goodness like yeah I could see a hundred percent the difference between how I was 
you know, my priorities and my friends' priorities changing, boys, uh, party, drinking, you know, nothing too wrong with a little bit of fun. Each of, uh, yeah. But um, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was like I had to be in the studio, uh, at the studio at 7 a.m. on a Sunday. Um, so I could choose to, you know, go party until late and have a drink and then feel awful on the next morning or have fun, but still feel fine on the next morning. Yeah. And yeah, I think that kept me safe. That's the plan for my children. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan for Martina. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I say, I'm going to say it in the intro, but your daughter Martina dances here at the studio too. Um, which I just love. It was like a dream of mine to always have a studio where adults and children can dance and you end up with these beautiful situations where mothers and daughters, uh, whether they're in the same adult class together or whether they're, you know, in my adults and my school age program. Um, and what's even more beautiful now is sometimes the, the child was in the school age program. Now they're an adult and they come back with their mom and that's really beautiful too. So that makes me happy. Um, what is your relationship like with your daughter in regards to ballet? But I also know she's a big gymnast. She loves her gymnastics. She's a gymnast. I'd say she's a gymnast before a dancer. Yeah. And there's not much I can do. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, it's something that we share uh, a love for. And she does prefer gymnastics at this 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 age at least we'll see how she goes but she's starting competitive <laughs> gymnastics yeah it's a whole new world for me not entirely on board oh, <laughs> for the record you know what no. though there's nothing you can do about <laughs> exactly, it exactly exactly so i had two options i could either get on board and support her or maybe yeah, break the relationship you never know um but she does know that she the dancing makes her a better gymnast and she also loves ballet every time i pick her up she's so happy and every time i'm dancing at home because we've got a little bar yeah she crashes my class she's always there Love so it. like can i dance with you and then i have i normally have my airpods on i can't hear my miss georgia <laughs> <laughs> okay and then she dances a little bit she does body conditioning with me that's so cute um yeah, I'd say it's something we do share. And today she was really excited about me coming to Miss George's show, as oh, we call it. Miss George's show. Yeah, she was warming, warming, warming me up, asking me questions about ballet. What was she asking you? Oh, she has a really good one. What's the easiest thing that you've done in ballet? What is the answer? <laughs> well, I couldn't answer. This came after my son asked what's the hardest thing, and I could talk about that for hours. And then when Martina asks, what's the easiest? I'm like, girl, there's nothing easy about ballet. I've ah. worked really hard for this. <laughs> and she said, plies are easy. I'm like, yes, they are. You're like, yes, they are. Martina, you're not doing them right if you think they're easy, <laughs> darling. <laughs> uh, she's funny. Um, Cute. She loved the concerts. That's yeah. for sure. She loves being on stage. She's a performer. Like her mother. <laughs> Yeah, don't give me exams. Send me on stage. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, that's so cute, and it makes me so happy. And and you know, but you know, kudos to you for letting her follow what she wants to do. Because um, I have in the past had adult ballet students who kind of are trying to force their daughters you to can't. do ballet. You can't. And yeah. it's um, 
I think it's challenging because for, on one side of me it says it's your job as a mom to you know encourage them to do something that's good for them. Encourage is the key word here because mm. you can't really force them. No. What she seeks, you know, if she says I want to quit, I'm gonna go like, you're six. You don't know. No. <laughs> um, but what's most important to me, and this is for her and my other two sons. Um, they have to do something. I don't care what it is. My son does tennis. That's amazing. Mm. Choose what you want to do and commit to it. Yes. They're at this age where they're trying different things. That's fine. I'm turning into a gymnastics mom. Um, Love it. Very opposite to... I, I've always tried not to be a dance mom. But I but think... But you're going to go... Yeah. Go crazy and be a, a gymnastics mom. I think in reflection <laughs> is because gymnastics is new to me mm. and I have no idea about yeah. any of it. Of the, I I feel like I have to be there and see what's going on. Uh, I mean, he's just in very good hands, but in ballet, I'm like, I need to give her her space. Concert time, I'm like, I would die to volunteer, but I know it's her time. Well, if you ever volunteer at a GC concert. We actually don't put the parents in charge of their own children. Yeah. So we actually put them in a completely separate room yeah, for, for a few reasons. <laughs> yeah, and I want her to have her own experiences. Yeah. I would love her. I was watching the concert and I'm like, I want her to be doing, you know, contemporary and lyrical and jazz. And I would love her to be here Monday to sun, Saturday. Yeah. Um, hopefully in the future. Yeah, she's Love only it. six. Anything she's can happen. She's only six. Anything can happen. But what's beautiful is when she joins me in my body conditioning at home. Love that. I love that. So yeah. good for her as well. Yeah. Um, good for her gymnastics as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any misconceptions about adult ballet dancers that you would like to talk about? Misconceptions. Well, I guess the typical is you cannot start ballet as a dancer. Yeah, as an adult, yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, as an adult. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, I know so many people who have started as adults. Um, and also, like, have you had any pushback? Like, we spoke about how sometimes, which I completely agree with in interviews, I know that when I stepped outside of the ballet world for quite a while when I was at university and going for normal people jobs, <laughs> yeah. um, people loved that, you know, the Australian Ballet School was on my resume and they just wanted to talk about that, so they found it really fascinating. So we've spoken about the good part and the, the, the receiving of, of praise for being in this world. But mm -hmm. then have you received the opposite from anyone? I actually haven't. That's awesome. I feel like everyone's, everyone likes when I tell, let's say I'm the girl in the office who does her uh, calf rises in yep. the kitchen. Love it. Uh, I do that when I'm you really are my a, coffee. You really are a 12-week adult ballet course student if you're yeah. doing your calf rises <laughs> in the office. Good girl. Yeah, it's while I'm waiting for my coffee. And uh, I started a new job in, in January. Uh, and yeah, I was that girl stretching in between, you know, meetings or whatever. And it always comes up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a dancer. And people actually like it. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's pretty cool. They always continue with my nephew my, my niece or my nephew dance as well and I'm like it's not the same thing but it is okay <laughs> <laughs> they always kind of put I, I'd say that's one thing they put you in the same category nothing wrong with that actually but they kind of just go like oh yeah you dance like little kids do yes yeah which yeah. is something I'm you know as you know fighting against <laughs> and uh, what we have here in the studio is amazing because mm. you have your 
100% adults balance ballerina. And you feel, I've, I've had that experience when I go to a class. I had a really good um, studio when I lived in Adelaide. Yeah. But it was a children's studio. Yeah. They had a couple of adult classes a week. Uh, but as soon as you enter, it was very clear that it was for children. And even in end of the year concerts, we would dance with the children in the same um, to the yeah. same music. Yeah. And it's really great to see here how we have our space. Yeah, to totally be adults. separate. Yeah. Which I found was really important. And when I started that, it was very odd. People weren't doing if they offered adult ballet classes in or any adult dance classes in their studio it would just be under the same banner of branding as Mm -hmm. the school age students and I felt like it was really important to have completely separate sides of the business yeah um and as you know when you walk into the studio I wanted it to obviously be welcoming and comfortable for children but I wanted it to feel really adult as well so that someone wasn't coming in and going, oh, you know, like there's fairy wands in the corner and yeah, oh, is she going to pull those out? Am I going to have to hold a scarf and, you know, <laughs> go on my tippy toes down the corner? You know, that's not going to feel very adult or mature. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, I wanted to know, you sort of touched on it before, how you do your calf rises in the office and <laughs> making your coffee. How, what are some other ways you incorporate I guess, the principles of ballet into everyday life outside the studio? Outside the studio. Um, so my stretches are really important as well. I work in an office and I do have a stand-up desk that helps, yeah. but just my stretches, especially in my, my neck. Mm. So all that being part of... Um, and sometimes if I'm feeling like I need a little bit of extra, I'll play some nice swan lake music yeah <laughs> and just a little bit of stretch it doesn't take more than five minutes yeah um, i think everyone thinks it has to be like a 30 60 minute ordeal and it really doesn't does it yeah i do a lot of stretch and body conditioning on friday nights as well after a hard week hard week <laughs> uh, you just want to relax so yeah, yeah just um spending some time with myself and music and just a little candle Um, I also dance at home as much as I can Um, keeping it realistic I do a couple of classes a week um, at home and it just helps me sometimes it has to be at five in the morning I was going to say when do you fit this in (laughs) you have three children yes it's hard Um, if I get lucky and they sleep in and they normally wake up at 435 so if I, they sleep in, we were just talking about that before. Yeah, we were. Um, <laughs> I, I dance at 5, 5.30. And that's um, sometimes I do play my videos from the 12 weeks, but those take a little bit longer. They're yeah. like 45, 50 minutes. If I'm in a hurry, I normally just play music on Spotify yeah. and do like a 30-minute spa. Love it. And do you feel like, see, that that's the ultimate goal with my students. If you're able to put on a Spotify bar playlist and, and off you go, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like the 12-week course gave you sort of the tools to be able to see what that could look like structure-wise? Yeah, I, I, I guess the structure, I already had it. Yeah. But what the course gave me was the motivation, the mm. mindset and the... You don't need more than a quick bar. Yeah. It's okay. But most importantly, when I feel like I'm I, I'm not very motivated, I can play one of the videos again and I get all the 
reminders and uh, you yeah. know when it's like being in class and sometimes I might not finish a class uh, about, but it's okay and just having yeah not being by myself but I think I never thought of myself enjoying something online mm. I'm the kind of person who needs the people in the room um, but I guess it's helped that I know you as a teacher here yeah. and then online it's very consistent it's you get the a same double, way you get a double dose of me yeah <laughs> and it's so natural the, the 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 recordings you know it's not like I'm sure it's structured because you put a lot of work and effort into it but what I mean it's not um it's edited and yeah you know there's like no weird agenda it's just you know yeah enjoy. I wanted it to feel and you can attest to this being in my in-person classes and the online studio I wanted it to feel like as much as possible I'm standing in front of you yeah. so if I hit play on the music and it doesn't work or for whatever reason <laughs> I've choreographed the the exercise too long and it doesn't fit with the music you see all of that yeah oops got the rock music yep let's start again yeah. off we go <laughs> yeah so it feels like that and it makes me feel closer and just like yeah it, it definitely makes a difference so yeah sometimes I still play the videos <laughs> love it Look, you have such um, Andy, you've got such a beautiful, positive mindset. And that's why when you emailed me and were like, oh, I love listening to other people's adult ballet stories. I'm like, well, you'd be an amazing guest. So let's organize this. One of the reasons I wanted to was because you've got that beautiful, positive mindset. And I see that exude in class through your body language. How do you stay motivated and maintain that positive mindset? Because I know that a lot of adult ballet students do struggle with this. I think it comes from, this is my me time and it's the only me time I get. I'm a working mom of three and it's it's the way I look after myself. It's the time that I need for me to switch off from everything else. It's if I only have one hour a week, I'm going to make the best out of it. Yeah, I love that. And that's, yeah, it's being it's not being selfish but it's 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 my me time and it's what makes me a better mom it's um I need to I I need quiet when I get home and sometimes it's really hard coming from a full day at work pick up the three kids dinner it gets crazy and for me just say hey I just need a few minutes and I'll go to my room and Normally, Martina will follow along, <laughs> but she knows she has to be quiet and will just do something. Um, it makes me a better person. My husband was so happy after I started a 12 weeks course. Oh, really? <laughs> I waited and waited and waited. I kept talking about this thing I wanted to do. And he was like, what do you go to classes face to face? Why do you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I have to. I feel cold. <laughs> I have FOMO. I'm missing yeah, out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, no, but I knew it was going to be more than ballet. Mm. And I needed that reset. It's, um, it's kind of like everything I wanted to fit in an hour ballet class <laughs> in 12 weeks. Yeah. Like, it's an all-encompassing. Yeah. So why did you feel like you needed a reset? Uh, it's, I find it really hard to prioritize me. Mm. I feel like as a mom, it's very easy to put everyone in front of you yeah and it's really I mean I know how important it is to look after myself and you know the way I I look at it as I'm going back to being a mom 
it, it is I'm looking after my kid's favorite favorite, favorite person mm. and that's why it's so important to look oh, after I myself love that you're looking after your kid's favorite person yeah I'm gonna steal that I read it somewhere I, I can't remember where don't you I love that I always <laughs> do that I like read something and then I steal it and I yeah. say it as if it's my own <laughs> I just think that it's so important and we forget about that oh I love that and so it I needed that reset to say hey what are my priorities what's actually let's say for example how long does it actually take me to do what I want to do dance-wise a week? Mm. When you write it down, it's really like two hours, three hours tops. I mean, obviously, I would love to be here every day, twice a day. Uh, I look forward to retirement. And, um, <laughs> but it doesn't take long, you know, to do what's important to you. Mm. And when you sit down and reflect on it and write it down and set goals... And have a look at what you eat, and have a look at you know, uh, you know, your habits on the, your day to day, sleep patterns, those kind of things. Yeah, you put yourself under the loop and just go like, yeah, there's some quick fixes we can we can do here. Yeah, and they're usually simple. And like they're so simple. simple. And it's funny. Um, sometimes I, when I was creating the 12 week course, I actually looked at a few things and I was like, this seems so simple. Like, you know, do I really need to tell people this? But then the resounding feedback is I needed someone to just tell me this and remind me. And that's the thing, you know it, Mm. but until you have someone saying, and, and I feel like also all the students, we're on this, we don't know each other. You have all these people from all over the world, but we're in the same boat. And when you hear stories or when I hear someone's story on the podcast or when I see someone in in class and they mention something about class or it doesn't have to be the the 12 weeks course, but it's like we're all together Mm -hmm. doing the same thing and finding different benefits that align to our life and our goals. And sometimes you just need that, you know, stop have a look at your life reset go love it yeah um yeah you said something in that email that that we had before i said hey come on the pod um you said when you're in class you look around the room and you're fascinated and wondering what everyone's stories are and i love that and it's inspired me to perhaps think about you know going into 2024 we're currently recording this in 2023 at the end how I can share more of those stories so thank you so many like I I normally try to say hi to different people and talk here and there but I've had some really funny stories like one of the girls mentioned once that she showed up to her first class wearing jeans and I love that (laughs) she had no idea and uh, we have doctors we have you know everyone has it's 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 a great story and a reason why they're dancing and how they fit dancing to their life and have people with from all different backgrounds as well I find that interesting as well growing up as a dancer in different countries how was that how was dancing in in Japan how was dancing you see for me like I've danced I grew up in Mexico but I also had the opportunity to dance in other countries and that's that was very cool to try different things uh, on so, on that note, what what are some major differences you saw with, for example, Mexico and Australia? 
Um, if any. Yeah. <laughs> Kindness. <laughs> uh, I think, um, yeah, I went from a very tough shape to my first studio in Adelaide was uh, Norwood Ballet. They're fantastic, but they were very kind. All feedback, all, all the feedback was positive. Yeah. It was, uh, and I'm like, just thinking and looking around and thinking, well, I think it's not the, I, I don't think it's necessarily the country. I, th- I think it's, uh, things have changed through time. Yeah. That if teachers taught the way they taught like 20 years ago, they would be called, you know, bullies and yeah, pretty much. Um, ab- abusing kids. And um, so I, I remember that being like, oh, huh, here everything is positive. <laughs> um, but one of the biggest difference that I could tell you about is Cuba. Cuba was a big shock to me. They work hard. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a big eye-opening. Opener. Like, yeah, I was just, you know, dancing around my little studio. But these kids are actually working. <laughs> these kids are dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing and beautiful that you have this rich experience of dancing all around the world. It's pretty cool, Andy. Yeah, I, it's been the one thing that has been constant in my life. I've traveled and moved around quite a bit. And finding a studio has always been what makes me feel grounded and, yeah, at home. I love that. Yeah. What keeps you balanced? (laughs) Am I balanced? (laughs) I think you are. Um, Yeah, it's work in progress. Aspirational, definitely. Um, Making myself a priority. And that's something that I've learned recently in in these last years, certainly. Just, you know finding that quiet time that's so important to me. It could mean 10 minutes by myself in my room with a candle stretching. Um, Looking after your kid's favorite person. Yeah, exactly. It's, I love um, that so much. And you can extend it to, you can also look after your husband, the second favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just need my quiet time. Mm. And that that's important to me. And my ballet time is like, my family has to respect that. And yeah, just once I'm recharged, <laughs> spending time with the family is, is what yeah, makes me happy and keeps me balanced and making sure I have time for, for myself with them. Mm. Plus friends. It's always good to have, you know, some good friends time and um but yeah i'm a quiet time kind of girl me too (laughs) yeah thank you so much andy for um agreeing to come on the pod and share your story thank you um and inspiring me to share a few more as well because there are some pretty incredible people in this community and um i should do an even better job of sharing those stories so thank you so much and um i just love having you in this community thank you and thanks for having me (laughs) 